sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Time decisions. I am Gabriel Merenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. We've got a couple of hockey games uh, going on. We've got baseball coming off the board. We've got basketball uh, coming up. We've got golf around the corner. We've got the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart will be with you for the next uh, 120 minutes. Islanders have gotten back in it. They were down 2 nothing. It's now 2-1 in that uh, hockey game. We keep our eye on everything that's going on. Cam, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, buddy. Yeah, the Islanders just scored again, Gabe. 2-2. So 2-2, 18 minutes left in the third. Uh, great start for them. The crazy game, too. Big, big brawl at the start of the game. Fisticuffs. These teams hate each other. Hey, man, it is what it is. It feels like playoff hockey. Hub, I don't care about these people talking about hubs. These guys are out there murdering each other. The five-overtime game that we joked about last night, the other one, other game got canceled this morning. And Carolina and Boston goes to overtime, too. So it's been pretty crazy. Great hockey so far, buddy. Yeah, the New York Islanders uh, just get one um, early in the third period of play, 2-2. They were down 2 nothing. so they've actually come back, showing the resiliency that the Islanders – uh, often do still scoreless 841 left in the first period of play between the Coyotes and the Avalanche we have the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers coming up uh, this evening at eight o'clock eastern five uh, pacific and uh, of course the Canadians already knocked off the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins it's going to be tough uh, now the uh, the Flyers are a deeper team uh, than the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins are. The Penguins are kind of a two-man operation. Nobody ever, you know, and they're, you know, Crosby and Malkin aren't getting any younger. What makes the True. Flyers so difficult is they have so many people that um, that chip in and contribute, and they also have a good young goaltender, something the Flyers haven't had over, over the past uh, years. Uh, yet, let's see them do it in the playoffs uh, now. The Montreal Canadiens have a little... Uh, little confidence uh, following that uh, series against the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. We have the Vancouver Canucks and the St. Louis Blues. Very interesting series here between the defending Stanley Cup champions and a team that plays a very similar style that they do, except they're just younger and unproven uh, at it. So we'll break down uh, the games. We've got golf. We've got baseball. We've got basketball coming up at um, in less than 30 minutes' time. The Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers, of course, 76ers are pretty beat up. You know, it looks like Joel Embiid is going to play this evening. I don't know why they, they would play him. So one thing about the NBA, I can't explain the logic of some of the coaches in which they won't play a guy one night, they'll play him another night, they'll they'll start someone, they'll pull them. Like, I don't know, there's no, it, it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason to some of the craziness in the NBA. It's getting tricky to handicap. I just want to get to the playoffs at this point in time. But we've seen, Cam, the uh, the Raptors bench, they like kicking the crap out of people. Chris they Boucher do. likes dunking on people. Matt Thomas gets more playing time. Another thing is they're all trying to they're all trying to earn Nick Nurse's respect. So they get real playing time once the games start counting for real. Anytime I get an opportunity to play the Raptors bench against another team's bench in one of these sort of settings. I pull the I pull the trigger 
and we'll pull the trigger with the Raptors in this spot against the 76ers. You said it, Marenzi. What did they do to Milwaukee? They absolutely decimated these guys. That's the thing. Every single player on the Raptors can contribute. I've never seen a deeper team. Like, you look at other teams, once their their stars are top-heavy, uh, some of their bench guys are slugs. The Raptors guys are good, man. Look at Boucher. You said it. Thomas has been lighting up. The former Iowa State Cyclone. Love these guys. Well, they're hungry. great. They're hungry, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Red, so we're kicking it with a raging redhead that can store where we have our eye on this NHL hockey uh, right now. And uh, pretty crazy stuff, man. The New York Islanders were down 2 nothing, and it seems like they were a little bit overwhelmed uh, by the Washington Capitals. Hope he had made a couple of big saves. Uh, but Eberle got him on the board, and then they, they respond early in the third. And it's just, you know, it's the presence of their coach. Uh, that they have that's been there and done that. And they just are a bunch of resilient dudes uh, on this New York Islanders team. So Capitals in a dogfight right now. And uh, we've got Arizona Arizona and um, and Colorado off and running. Still scoreless uh, in that hockey game. It was five and a half. You have to lay minus 180 if you like the avalanche. Cam, who are you on? Uh, in these games. I'm assuming you're on the Islanders, but I'm, I can't yeah. assume who you have in the Avalanche Coyotes. I don't know. <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah, I'm on the Islanders. Uh, and you're split on the this Avalanche, morning. I assume. <laughs> yeah, I, I am on the Avalanche. Yeah, see, you know you know me, but I, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant. I'm on the Islanders yeah. and the. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, actually, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I've only got the under in this game. I've only got the under. I had the Canes and the under earlier. My bad. I had the I over. I had the under in this Islander game, and I don't know. I had the Canes and the right over. Now. Yeah, the Canes in the over. I won the over. I had more money on the Canes. I gotta be. I gotta be honest with you. Just, you know, Boston kind of played us for fools. They slept walk through. Team, bro. I, buddy. I'm not even a Carolina fan. I felt uh, sick no, after that game. I'm like, I God, do I too. Hate these guys. I'm just sick of watching you celebrate. If, without without like, the New England Patriots, life, but I'd punch him yeah. in the face too. Like, yeah, you put it on my tombstone, Gabe. More Boston Bruins and New England Patriots took more money from this redheaded turkey than any two teams in the history of sports, right? They always beat down the leaves. We bet against these guys in the Super Bowl. But anyway, the Bruins just find ways. They were sleepwalking through the seating. They didn't care. Carolina came out early, though. The first five minutes, they were flying. And I'm like, damn, if we could have got a, you know, a couple early, I think things would have been good. And Boston's second goal was an absolute joke. It was a high stick and a hand pass, and the goalie had control. But anyway, that's life. We lose the bet, but uh, hopefully we get it with the Islanders and Avalanche, buddy. Well, I'll tell you, though, the referee in this Islander and Capital game, he's calling too many penalties. I he's agree. putting everybody on the power play all the time, and now the Capitals are on the power Especially play. Especially Washington. And that's another thing with the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. Chris Lee's a terrible referee, bro. The guy might be the worst referee in the entire National Hockey League. He is horrible. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, we talk about the unpredictability of the hockey playoffs right now. We just talked about how we just talked about how they call too many. They were calling too many penalties in this game, and the power mostly play. on the Islanders too. <laughs> well, special teams just created another goal. Except, uh, yeah, special teams shorthanded, 
Shorthanded. The New York Islanders scored shorthanded. And I got to tell you, man, that's like, that was one of the most Bush League bad playoff goals that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Giving up. I know, like, for people who didn't see the play, the Islanders are killing a penalty. They basically were on like a shift change. Buddy just flicked. I'm telling you, we talked about it last week, me and Cam. You flick the puck up high, good things will happen. Exactly. <laughs> so Buddy just flicked the puck like a pop fly into the air toward the net. He wasn't trying to score. He's trying to kill time. He flicks the puck like really high. For some reason, Holpe like catches it <laughs> instead of just letting it watch. Holpe like bites the bait, catches it, sort of then awkwardly passes it to someone. He gets coughed up in, in, in the slot. Boom. 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 In like two seconds. Like harmless pop fly. Boom, bing, bam, goal. Wow. Holpe had a little laugh. <laughs> and I'm telling you, you know what happens there? I, listen, I play goalie cam, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're like, it's Bouncing easier pucks. to stop a normal slap shot, right? Once exactly. something's all slow and stuff, it's like, oh, God. And then it bounces, and you don't know what it's going to do. And it doesn't matter. I was amazing, Holpe, even a grown man, Stanley Cup champion goalie, sort of had that, holy crap, I'm kind of screwed little instant cam. You know what I mean? You get caught oh, in I know between. What you, mean. you see it sometimes. Like You're like, oh, God. And now you passed it. It was just an awkward play, but I'm just surprised to see that from Holpe. That's all on Holpe, bro. That never should have happened. Yeah, pucks are a lot like footballs. They bounce. You can't predict yeah, the way like it's going to bounce Stay once it gets up. It. That's right. the thing. It's the oldest trick in the book, game. I used to do it all the time. Ever since you get past right before center, do the old flick into the air. Try, hope it goes on net. And you, the object is to let it bounce about, you know, a couple yards away from the goalie. It could go weird. It could shoot left. It could shoot right. It could go up, down. You don't know what you're going to do. A bouncing puck. It's galvanized rubber. A lot of crazy stuff happens. And you said it. And I will tell you this. The goal that they scored, what Everly scored, will Holt be fanned on that one, too. He was so off with his glove. It's like he went to make a you're play right. and he missed he missed the puck. Those are two. So that goal kind of rattled his cage because he was on fire early. You know goaltending. He let in a cheap one, and he kind of got in his own head there. So right now, if I'm the Islanders, I just keep on peppering this guy from all angles. He's made a few nice saves as well. But he has. Safe time, he's yep. not. He's good. He's not as good as he was. I think he peaked. Like, you know, I he's agree. a good goalie, not a great goalie, Holby. He's inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like, he can be really good, but he's okay. He, you know, he's not great. Um, you know, there's there's hotter goalies right now. I mean, the, the Corpusello guy, Corpusello. I mean, this guy's unbelievable right now. I mean, yep. The, the way the, the way that guy is playing, Carey Price. You know, it's interesting actually. Carey Price was only really good at like like the Canadians. It's kind of a misconception that like Carey Price won that series for them. Carey Price was like awesome in the first two games, and they split the first two games. The other two games, the Habs won. Like, they just won. Like, it wasn't all because of Carey Price. They just actually uh, won the game. And it'll be interesting to see this, this matchup. I'm curious to see how Hart does tonight, like, with real pressure uh, in, in a playoff, in a real uh, playoff setting uh, right now. One thing I've noticed about the second round of these playoffs, Cam, is um, it's a little slower than the first round. You notice that? And uh, I, I don't mean bad, but it's <laughs> yeah. like... It's slower hockey. The pace is slower because good teams aren't frantic. <laughs> That's why. Like, like the Bruins are very calm. Like, it's just sort of like, pass it there, don't panic. Like, these other teams, it's entertaining in that first round, but it was all crap crap teams. 
So, like I said, it's like watching two bad UFC fight, like young fighters fight. It might be a good fight, but it's actually not good fighting, if you know what I mean. It's like it's yeah, I do know what you mean, but it's not good. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's helter skelter and it's crazy because they're bad, because they're they're chaotic. So it's fun to watch chaos. But I'm just noticing it's much more structured now, Cam. I'm noticing. I just noticed the subtle differences of the real teams that are the, the seeded teams than the other teams, Cam. I, I just have. I've noticed just their poise. There's a there's just a sort of a more calmness about the style that they play. It's funny you mentioned that because even in the fifth overtime, Columbus and Tampa Bay, after five overtimes, were faster than the Bruins in Carolina today. Like they were, they were like water bugs out there. Some of those rushes and stuff like that. You're right. The Bruins really know they're they're a smart team. They know when to conserve energy and they know when yeah, to go. Right? They pace right? themselves. They pace themselves. Yeah, yeah. You're right. They're very the smart. Tampa, they're very. Tampa yeah, though, I've Tampa's never crazy. seen such a slow celebration off the bench. It was great. I know. One guy, the best is when he jumps. He's like my like, groin. <laughs> I know. It was the best. Point can even talk at the end of the game. He goes to pull the old Mike Felino jump, and he literally got about an inch. He had no vertical. He was so tired. Was like, Yay, I scored the winning goal. What a hockey game. We laughed about it on the show. They could play all night, and they actually did. Fourth longest game in NHL history. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm noticing that too. That's like, hurt it was Columbus so moving forward. It, I'm oh you, boy! Hurt them moving forward. Like they already played five games. Now they're up to like seven two overtime games already. Yeah. Eight games. <laughs> it's too two much. overtime games versus the Leafs, and then a five yeah. overtime game. They played and seven you saw, overtimes. You saw. <laughs> you and I talked about it yesterday. Once you get that far, you can't lose that game, right? It's one of nope. those deals, like in hockey, where it it's kills. like, man, you can't lose now. We can't lose. And you saw Columbus's look. <laughs> it looked like they lost the series. Like, they actually yeah. stood there and watched Tampa celebrate. And, like, Buddy collapsed. One guy collapsed on the ice. <laughs> One, the defenseman just put his head down like he couldn't look up. The other guys just stared, like, in shock at what just happened. Oh, you could tell, like, Tortorella was rattled even. Like, Tortorella just dropped, like, a massive F-bomb. Ah! <laughs> like, it was really bad luck, too. Because the blue liner blocked the puck, right, initially? But he got hurt. That's the thing. He was trying to shake yes, it off and couldn't get back in the lane. That's the thing. He's like, he tried, but he was like, ah, like you could tell. And then at the end, he collapsed. Like, damn, man, the guy. It's it's yeah, it's, yeah but that, it's was, so that hard. was another goal too, bro. That was another yeah. goal where <laughs> it goes to show like the luck of the bounce, dude. The puck. Yeah. That's why. That's why he couldn't stop it, dude. The puck never hit the ice. The yeah. puck hit the stick. Kind of like a like a palm. Like it was a, awesome. A five. Yeah. It boom. was like a like a boomerang. Like it wasn't like a normal hockey shot. It was like a slingshot. Like point. It was like fast. just got the puck and he yeah. slung it, and it was basically like a lacrosse shot. Cam, like you know what I mean? Like a goalie yeah. needs a trajectory off the ice. There's an angle, right? So it's like, all right, it's coming to my glove. It's coming to my shoulder. Oh, this is high. Get you know what I mean? There was none, dude. It was like a slingshot, like lacrosse, like zinger. <laughs> what a Corpusello shot. had no chance. Like, bro, he had no you chance. You can do that. None. You can bounce that puck a hundred times. Like, that's the best goal Brandon Points ever scored in his life, bro. I guarantee you he was telling his buddies that he goes, that's like a dream what happened. The way that the puck, like, landed on the stick in one motion like that. I'll tell you something, too. That Yanni Gord on Tampa Bay is an absolute killer. He hits people. 
He's yeah. a one-man wrecking crew. Tampa Bay has the type of guys you want to go to war. Like, they, the additions they made, too, and picking up Coleman from New Jersey is a very underrated move that no one's talking about. I think it's uh, he's a da- hell of a player. Gabe, great news again. Islanders just scored. 4-2, baby. Let's do this. Four yeah, unanswered. It's not not great for me. Uh, like under. Yeah, yeah. So you need a three-two. I'm not touching totals. I'm I'm sides. Well, that's, like that's two overs yeah. today. Exactly, exactly. Everyone's like, oh, the unders, and then it goes over. You know the way way it works. Opposite world. All yeah, those other like games Colorado were five. Probably stay under now. Yeah, Colorado will probably will stay under. I think too. It's still scoreless there. After so, yeah. a period, still scoreless. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. You just, you yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you just don't know. It's frustrating. No, it's you, frustrating. No, you like, don't know. You don't know. That, like that's the thing. Island, like these, this Islander <laughs> capital under was looking good, bro. It was. It was looking good. Like, you know, I mean, it was even with the penalties. The period, it was like yep. two nothing. The two, yeah, the know. two two was the problem. Like that, the two two is a problem. And like you say, you know what? Holpe is the problem, man. I don't like. I would change goalies in the next game, bro. Like they don't need to play Holpe. Do, He's not, do people like, not remember? He just cost them this game. Like they, yeah, they you know they're down ba- four too. Like three of the four goals are bad, bro. You know who their backup is? Samson off luggage there. He, you know, that's the thing. They got rid of Grubauer. Remember Grubauer took over for Holpe, then Holpe came back. Yep. He's Colorado's goalie now. So enjoy. You want to put that guy in? That's fine. But you're right. The Capitals do have a goaltending issue. I think Holpe's too inconsistent. They're gonna have to score more goals. Like they, they, they like they got a problem. If Hope isn't on top of his game, they got a problem. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. <clears throat> All right, game time decision continues. I am Renzo. We're throwing it down with Raging Reddit. Cam Stewart. Uh, we got baseball going off the board in about 10, uh, 10 to 12 minutes or so, NBA basketball uh, as well. So let's start off with a basketball uh, game uh, right now. We, we briefly mentioned it. Uh, FanDuel has the Raptors minus 5.5 right now. The total is 222 points. Meaningless game. Um, it is. Just to tell you, let's be real. It's a meaningless game. Well, the Raptors really take every game seriously, though. That's, that's why they they're do. good. And that's why they've won 50 or more games in five consecutive years. Um, And, you know, listen, the Philadelphia 76ers are a beat-up team. Their chemistry isn't good. They're sort of falling apart right now. I think the Raptors beat them by seven. They beat them by eight. Ananobi is out tonight. Van Fleet's back. Kyle Lowry's available, which I don't know what that means, if they're going to play him uh, or not. The Raptors have nothing to gain here, guys. They're locked into the two-seed. And Boston... Um, Boston and Philadelphia are on a collision course. Like, Philadelphia technically could still get out of the spot that they're in, but they need to win both games. They need the Heat to lose both games. It's not happening. It seems like Philadelphia is just destined for the six-hole, and they're destined to play the Boston Celtics. And I think the Boston Celtics will beat them, Cam. Like, you know, I mean, maybe with Ben Simmons and a healthy Embiid. They, the, the Sixers are just flaky. They need to be broken There they are. They're but soft. Whatever. I, I'll lay the, I, I don't have to lay the points. I'm going to be honest, full disclosure. We played earlier in the day today. I played an in-game. I played under three-and-a-half in-game, Cam, in the Paris Saint-Germain um, and uh, Atalanta game. What a and, comeback. Uh, I played it what with the, uh, the Raptors on the money line. So I just need the Raptors on the money line right now for a minus-134 parlay to come in. But 
I, I would recommend laying the five and a half with the Raptors. The Raptors will win by seven or eight or nine or something tonight. I think the Raptors will win by more than five and a half, Tim. Should be an interesting angle, too, Gabe. Uh, Nick Nurse not coaching the Raptors today. Adrian Griffin subs in. And, you know, when players like uh, an assistant, they usually play for them, too. I have a lean to the Raptors. It's not going to be a big play. As for the total, it just went down on FanDuel yeah, from 222. Yeah, it's, it's a meaningless to, game. So, yeah, you're right. It let's, is. let's be real about big yeah. play. It's a meaningless NBA game, guys. Exactly. 221 and a half down from 222. Uh, I have no you know, inclination to take the over or anything in this game, maybe because these guys just play loose and it's fun, but uh, I have a lean to the Raptors, but it won't be a big play. I, oh, yeah, they, they embarrassed the Bucs uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I, you can't count on these guys either. So, yeah, Toronto's the play now, for me. as far game. as Nick Nurse, in case anybody's wondering, why is Nick Nurse not coaching? Nick Nurse will be in the bubble tonight. Well, he's in the bubble, but, I mean, he's going to be in the gym. He's going to be at the court in the arena. Except he won't be uh, he won't be courtside coaching, and basically he wants he just wants his assistant to have the opportunity to to run the team himself. Class love act, it, Nick Nurse. Huh? It you is know, it's just a class act. Like, you know said, what it you is? Know what? Somebody, You've earned this. Yeah. Why don't you coach the team tonight? Because I'm not even going to be on the sideline. I'm just not. No, no. Like it's not like Nurse is going to be there. All right, now I take over with two minutes left. Right? No, no. Yeah. He's not coaching at all. He's going to be there, but he's not coaching the team. Just tells you what type of person, exactly what you said that Nick Nurse is. How many guys are egomaniacs and would never give an assistant a chance? Total opposite. Why do you think the Raptors do all these good things and win? It's it's the attitude. None of this me, me, me crap. They look at it as a team. They want to help people on their team, and that's a big thing. Players will play for the coach. So even though it's not a me, uh, it is technically a meaningless game for them. They might play. They might play for Griffin, Gabe. So I think oh, that's an will. angle that you have to they look will. at too. So. Yeah, exactly. So the I, I like the Raptors. We know it's the same thing that basically you know all the time that the backup quarterback always has a relationship with the uh, with the fifth, the fourth and fifth and sixth string wide receivers. Yep, like, you know exactly. I mean? Practice why, like, with Dak, them. Dak, yep. Dak Prescott and Cole Beasley had such a great relationship. Dak Prescott was taking reps with the third team. Cole Beasley's taking reps with the second and third team. That's Dak's guy in practice all the time. You always see it, Cam. Like when a backup quarterback comes in in a football game, he always, oh, a big play to the backup tight end. Yeah. Oh, it's the second catch. Exactly. It's like, yeah, yep. because he throws to this guy in practice all the time. He knows. All right, right our play. Let's go. Right? Like, so it's sort of like that. You're right. Like now these players are going to say, man, it's the same thing with the Spurs. Like Kawhi Leonard talked about years ago when he was on the Spurs. He said, he said, Popovich is a great coach, but he goes, Becky Hammond made me better. Like, oh, you know what I mean? She's yep. the assistant coach. He's like, Becky Hammond made me a better basketball player. Like, the work that she put in with me during practice and stuff. And like you said, like, the player, the Raptor players, will win. they're going to play hard for this dude. I like what people are saying. They're like, they should have let uh, Kyle Lowry coach the team tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Player coach. <laughs> yeah, Red should have let Lowry uh, coach the team. Probably would have done a decent job. Uh, I agree. Decent job, too. All right, so anyways, we're going to lay the five and a half points. But like Cam stated, it's a meaningless game, guys. So there's no no substance to this or anything. But I already have it on the Moneyline Parlay, but I will give it to you at minus five and a half. I will recommend it. I'll let the guy that tracks our picks on Twitter, Cam, at the network here, I'll put my name up, all right? You can track it. <laughs> I'm on a Raptor. Yeah, I, I, I saw that half. on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter. You were getting some love for the cheap, cheap, cheap Orioles oh, pick. which the Baltimore Orioles pick? Yeah. yeah. See, I, I endorse those dogs, though, baby. Yes, yes. It was a great day. 
Good night on the baseball diamond, man, buddy. That's good for you. I tell you, like that's that's the thing. Like you have to have faith in these bad teams in Baltimore. That's the I thing. I told too. you. I said, why not? They we just talked about it. Yeah. So I said, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And the thing is, there was a roller coaster. The thing I liked about Baltimore, too, is usually when those bad teams win, they just kind of get a lead and hold on. But Baltimore was scrappy. They were down, came back, took a lead. There was a lot of lead changes in that game. They really battled and got the job done versus Philadelphia. So congratulations. Uh, winning those, that's that's why you have to stick to the system in baseball and uh, try to turn everything into pluses if you can. A lot of parlay dance partners because uh, plus money comes in a lot, buddy. Very uh, interesting right now. So we have the Marlins and the Blue Jays uh, coming up in about five or six minutes' time right now. So we just talked about the uh, – and it's not that we're focusing in on the Toronto teams, but the way that we work, we go through the rotation. And right now the Raptors yeah. and the Sixers are starting at 6.30, and Toronto's other team, the Toronto Blue Jays, happen to be starting in five minutes. They're the next game up in the rotation. So we have the, the Miami Marlins and the Blue Jays. What I find interesting right now and disappointing – is the fact that they have the Yamamoto prop up for strikeouts, but no Nate Pearson. And we're 2-0 yeah. with our Nate Pearson to the overs. And remember, in Nate Pearson's debut, guys, we gave you the over strikeouts. We told you this kid's a phenom. It was against the Washington Nationals. We hit the under in that game, too. Me and Cam, I remember. We hit the strikeout prop, the Blue Jays, and, and the under. Every game. So, yep. Yeah, and he went over to three and a half. Then they made it four and a half, Nate Pearson, in his second start. Now he's not up, but I tell you what, Yamamoto wasn't up a couple of minutes ago either. So maybe they're going to post a, a late uh, a late total here, total eight and a half in this baseball game uh, tonight. So uh, we got Yamamoto against uh, Nate Pearson tonight. Blue Jays minus one seventy six right now, current number at FanDuel Cam. Is the price a little high here for the Blue Jays? It is a little high, but uh, I think I'm going to attach it to. Um, maybe the Philadelphia Flyers, but I will take the Blue Jays minus one and a half plus one twelve. I usually like to do that with the uh, with the visiting team because of the at bats. But I believe in Pearson. Uh, I, the Jays had a nice win against Miami this game. I, I, I expect them. I expect them to take care of business in this series. Yamamoto's been a gas can. I think Toronto can really get to this guy. I'm seeing, uh, you know, a Blue Jay like a seven to two, seven to three type of win. Blue Jay team uh, tonight. Four and a half over. Uh, that's something I will yeah, play. I, like I think they'll get five. We don't do I like, a lot of team I, I, totals I, here, but I'm going to look at this. Team I, total blue jays. Yes. It's four to four and a half over. Over. I think they'll get seven runs tonight. So I really like that over. And uh, I like the minus 176. And, and I like the minus one and a half plus 112. And I agree with you. Team total over four and a half. We're all in, Gabe. Raptors, Blue Jays. It sounds like my buddy uh, Visine Vince's parlay there. Uh, just put put them together. But Pearson should be able to get it done against yeah, Yamamoto. Yeah, put you Betting on two Toronto teams to win in the same night doesn't happen often, all right? No, not not often. Now, TFC more when you threw them in. Just because what? of the Raptors. It happens more than it used to. Oh, it happens a lot more than it used to. Exactly. <laughs> oh, like like 10 years ago, guys, it was like the, it was free oh, yeah. money. I used to no, you know, yeah. I, I had to bet against it. I'd just be like, dude, like bet against all Toronto teams if they're playing the same night. You'll go like 2-1 and one or 3-1 and one every time. TFC were terrible. The Raptors were terrible. That's the thing. There's all these new school Raptor fans. I know who you are, too. You're all fakes. You're all frauds. I, I don't remember you there, man, when I was watching Jose Calderon and TJ Ford get their ass kicked. Exactly. I remember going to games and I was like, man, you know how depressing this is? Rudy Gay's our best player. Like, exactly. You know I mean? like, Let's Rudy give Yon Tabak. Like, yeah, like, you should have seen some stuff. of the like, you know? I know. 
they had some real, real grinders. Yeah, no, no. I hey, remember it's like growing pain. Guessing once going to the games. Can I remember once sitting there? I spent like ninety bucks or something. I'm watching like a bad Raptors and Mavericks game, and I'm like, man. You must really love the NBA or something, because you're like, God, this is bad. I'm <laughs> like, it was just so yeah. bad. I remember they even years suck. ago too, going to the playoff games and watching them lose to like Garnett and the Nets and stuff like that. I was like, man, this team just sucks. Like they can't, they choke all the time. <laughs> like it was just like you, you were there. I mean, I remember once I nearly had yep. a heart attack when we lost to Cleveland when I left the arena. I was like, Yeah, that's I'm like that F nice this team, F this building, yep. <laughs> F everybody. <laughs> F the NBA. Uh, dude, I, man, I got into an argument with Mark Jackson outside the arena once about this stuff. All right. The, the announcer. But uh, we stayed loyal and, and they finally they finally got it done. Uh, I think the Blue Jays have a strong um they have a big future ahead of them too with, with all these young prospects. So yeah, let's go over the team total. Another official pick here on the show, Cam. Blue Jays over four and a half runs scored. I endorse it. Uh, I, I I really like that play. Uh, I think it's a little bit low. I would have probably put it at five and a half, but you know we'll take the four and a half. We're gonna bet it, buddy. I I love it. I think they can get one? to this guy. Yep. What about the other one coming up right now? The Royals. Uh, Royals. Royal game. Be careful. The Royals might Royals be a dog and, tonight. Uh, and Reds. this game smells. You know what it smells? It smells fishy at the that the that Keller Cincinnati's only minus one sixteen. Yeah, I kind of yeah, like. Right. I hate What's to up say with it. The one sixteen number. The Royals are going to win this game. Uh, I got some weird feeling. I'm not going to bet it, but I would not be betting Cincinnati. Though? Are they really going to win again? Yes, they can. Game they slept Minnesota. Continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. So uh, we were just talking about the Blue Jays, um, the Blue Jays and Raptors uh, playing, and about how you don't make money. You can actually make money betting against Toronto sports teams, and I used to do it religiously all the time, and it's amazing. Our boy Pete, this is this is nuts as well. So the Blue Jays, Leafs, and Raptors all won on the same day on April twelfth. I'll never forget that day too. Yep. (laughs) We have to go back. Like, it was like, it was literally like 17 years. And I remember there was one day, Cam, where it was the Toronto Parlay 6 0 special. Yeah. It was like the first time in the history of the city. (laughs) It's hard. Like, think about that. Like, this was in 2019. Okay. So this is from the stack. In 2019, they said the Blue Jays, Leafs, and Raptors all look to win on the same day for the first time since April 12, 2002. It literally was like 20 years in between this happening. And I remember, and listen, the reason is too, because they got to be in the playoffs for everybody to play at once, right? So like yep. as far as like everybody in the playoffs and everything. But it actually happened. The Raptors won and covered. <laughs> the Blue Jays won. The Maple Leafs won. TFC won. 
the rugby team, the Toronto Wolfpack won. Back. And the Toronto Marlies AHL team, like, won the Calder Cup that night or something. They won the championship. I'll never forget, because I bet on five of them. And we couldn't because we were like, oh, it's a six and all parlay. There was no line on that rugby match. <laughs> exactly. There was That's no the line best. on the rugby. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, they're going to have lines soon on that stuff. But I will think say this. How many this. times that happens in L.A.? Like every day they just did. Dodgers yeah. and Lakers win. Oh, what a big deal. Like, Toronto had to go 17 years. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to be a bookie in L.A. because, uh, yeah, those things are cashing a lot of those daily doubles. But I remember in Vegas, I've, I've done a couple times with the Toronto three-step well, with Vince. You wouldn't Vince want to be a bookie in L.A., all- Cam, because that would be yeah. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I would want to be a bookie in L.A. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm just telling you that I've done it before in Vegas with the Toronto teams and it's one of it's one a few times. Always when I'm in Vegas, though, never never when I'm at home. I got to be away when for it to win. It wins. All right. So uh, we gave it to the, uh, the the four and a half Blue Jay run total. Um, we're we're gonna play. We're gonna play the Raptors. We already got the Raptors with that uh, with that under in the Paris Saint Germain game. So I just need the Raptors money line, but I do think they cover the uh, the five and a half. We'll get into the hockey. The hockey uh, games are a little bit later. Uh, this evening, so let's take a look. Uh, we got golf as well. Um, so yeah, let's let's take a look at the golf uh, right now. We got the Wyndham. Quick uh, quick update in the National Hockey League uh, though. Before we get out of the Wyndham, uh, golf still scoreless right now. Yep, still scoreless between Arizona and uh, Colorado Avalanche. Fifteen forty one left in the second uh, period of play, and uh, Holpe Holpe just uh, fell apart. Uh, here uh, this afternoon in Toronto. The New York Islanders were down. They were down 2 nothing. They come back, and of course, I got under 5.5, finishes 4-2. So barely gets there. Thanks, Holpe. Like, eh, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I talked about him earlier. I don't trust this guy. 4-2, Islanders. Islanders on a little bit of a roll uh, right now. So that's two hockey games in the books today, guys, and that's two overs uh, in the books today. So the over is 2-0 and oh so far. Uh, today in the National Hockey League, or let's get into the golf. Uh, you know, kind of a letdown following a, a major uh, like last week. But we have the Wyndham Championship. Webb Simpson's the favorite here at ten to one, even ahead of Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka's twelve to one right now. I want no piece of Brooks Kepka. <clears throat> yeah, he could win the tournament. He's playing in this tournament because he's not even qualifying for FedEx stuff. That's how bad the year's been for him. Uh, completely fell apart at the PGA Championship. Crazy. Yeah, no, it's nuts. The guy's not even in the top 75. Like he's got, he's, he's got to get there to <clears throat> to qualify for these things. But anyway, let's talk. Webb Simpson. If if you want a lock, like there's no such thing. You know, every lock is a key. We talk about that. But this is basically a home course game for him. Like a top 10 or 20 bet with Webb Simpson. He's the favorite. I'll take him over Kepka in matchup bets. Kepka, I still don't trust Gabe. But I started uh, my picks from 34 to 1 and deeper because I think there's going to be a lot of dogs in this tournament. This is the thing about the Wyndham. Iron play is so important here. You need to be split fairways, small greens. It's a par 70, just over 7,100 yards. So a lot lot of short ball hitters are are factors in this tournament. Guys who just plot along and do their business, like guys like Harris English will do well here, Uh, you know. I don't want to call it boring golf, but the Bryson DeChambeau's of the world, you know, this is a course that you don't need to overpower. You can get in there. Yeah. Uh, that's all you need to do. So 
But well, basically, it seems like Paul Casey's a good player for that that falls into he that is. category. Paul Casey is a good player for that. I like a little bit more than 20 to 1, though, for Casey. So would I. And also, you have to be very careful. I've known this from betting golf for a long time. When you come off the rigors of a major and have a regular tournament, it's very different and you're very tired. They played a deeper rough there. It was a, a different style of course in comparison to this course. So some of these guys, even though they're pros, uh, they tend to, when they get back into the regular tour other than the majors, sometimes they burn out and don't play as well. I'm actually going to start, Gabe, the one pick that I like, uh, two guys at 34-1 to 1 that I really like, Brendan Todd. Uh, he's already won twice this year. And the thing is, he's got the perfect game for this course. All he does is split fairways. He's the best driver of the golf ball straight on tour. And I'm going back because now we're getting value uh, for a guy that's not in tip-top form. Sunjay M used to be like 20 to 1 and stuff. Now he's 34 because he hasn't really been like on fire and lighting it up. But I think uh, with the Bermuda, the grass, and, and the way this course is uh, formulated, it's perfect for his game too. He's very He's a precision player, great iron striker. So... Todd and M are the first picks that I like at 34 to 1. You know, a player I'm interested in, actually, I'm looking right now, I'm trying to find him here, top 20, is uh, is Jordan Spieth. Spieth, wow, that's interesting, Jordan, Gabe. Jordan uh, Spieth, top 20. Well, he's played he's played here twice before only, and once he missed the cut, and another time he finished in second place, Cam. Pretty good. You know what his odds are to win? It's shocking. 47 to 1. That's nuts. Here's the thing. So he's well, plus Jordan's 200 top. That's what I'm saying. I'm getting 47 to 1 in the shortened field here. Uh, um, and not fully shortened, but... And also, Cam, what's interesting about this, too, it's kind of, you know, it's a letdown, but there's... Um, the rankings matter a lot now, dude, for qualifying for other yeah. majors and tournaments and stuff like that. So it matters, yes. like, to be in the top 10 now. So guys are actually trying. These aren't meaningless tournaments and stuff. Because there's no, they don't have a lot of chances to qualify for stuff, right? So they need to play well and rack up the points. I'm just saying at 47 to one, now those numbers seem crazy to me with speed. I can get top 20 and plus 200. Yeah, the thing about speed too is just remember this: he's starting to trend upwards. So if you like Jordan Spieth, I'm going to give people a tip in the like for the Masters. You could probably get him at 30 to 1. And I guarantee if he wins a tournament before, he'll be under 18 to 1. He always plays Augusta well, even when he has his B game. That's his, that's his track. So let's look at what Jordan Spee's doing. He's starting to play a little bit better. I know he had one really, really bad round in the major when he played with his buddy Justin Thomas. He apologized for being so bad. But the thing is, Speed is still too good to not be Gabe, he's getting it back. It's slowly but surely, like you will see. In the next three three to four weeks, I'm not sure if it's this week, but he will trend in the right direction. So if you like him in other events, you know, you could bet him now because once he starts playing better, his odds are going to go way down. Trust me. How about this with um, since 2010, Webb Simpson? Yes, amazing eight, record. Eight top 12 finishes on this golf course. Correct. I told you. I'll take him like, over so Kevin in a matchup. I'm going to go Webb Simpson, top 10. <laughs> yeah, why not? What's that, plus 100? Yeah, plus one ten. I don't like that. I'm getting plus one ten. What is Webb Simpson? I'm going to look to for even top even top twenty. I will lay juice with it. Webb Simpson top twenty is minus one forty five. That's amazing. See, that's the safety game. How does he not? Yeah, how does that's, he not finish in the top twenty? Here's I don't the thing. Jinx it, but. No, no, no. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it because I'm going to bet it at that price. Let's say this. Webb Simpson, when he's playing this tournament, you have to understand something. A lot of the time, there's going to be other guys that have career weeks. 
That's why I don't mind the top 20 when the juice is still low. Because you know how many times, Gabe, I've had T11 and I'm just sitting there staring at the wall and it's like a $500 swing and stuff? It happens all the time. So if you want to have a little bit of a cushion, do both. Take websites in top 10 to plus and you take them top 20. If you're only laying 45 cents, I think that's a great bet, Gabe. I expect them to be in contention. So top 20 I like a lot. Uh, I got to go with uh, my boy Harris English again, too. Hello. Harris, yeah, he's playing better. Harris English, top 20. Oh, yeah. Here. Good call by uh, you and Pete, one of the listeners. Pete, good call. Harris English slipped in. He had a brilliant final round to As slip into the top boy, 20. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler. Good tournament. Good tournament. No, we all did. Uh, thank God I, I gave uh, the Morikawa. You guys how, how hit, this, hit those though, top Kim? 20s. It was Harris great week. English. Harris English, four straight top 20s in his last four entries, including last week the PJ. Pretty good. Like he's been top twenty four straight four straight tournaments. Not easy to do. How do you not so, take? Can he do it again? <laughs> yes, he can. Gabe, this is Harris English at plus one sixty top twenty. Yes, yes, yes. Put him there. He, he that's a good price for Harris English. I expect Harris English. He almost made my six pack. Like I rank guys, and I can't bet everybody. He came in at like literally number seven. After my guys, like I think he will finish inside the top ten. So why don't you take him at top twenty at plus one sixty? Harris English, he's playing really well right now. So as far as the the outright winner is concerned, we talked about Webb Simpson at ten to one, Brooks Kepka's twelve to one, Patrick Reed is seventeen to one, Casey is twenty to one, Fleetwood is twenty to one, Harris English twenty four, Justin Rose twenty four, Kisner twenty nine, Billy Horschel thirty three. Uh, to one moops ryan moore 33 to one siwoo kim is 33 todd is 34 to one some jay i'm uh 34 you know what brendan todd i uh, love yeah, todd snedeker 45 i'm not really feeling these guys uh here i'll tell you what though i think Corey connors could be top 20 cam no Corey connors could be top 20 but gabe there's also a guy that's playing really really well and i took him in the six pack Shez Reevy can win this tournament. He made my six-pack. He's 50-1. to one. He's been yep. playing great on the regular tour. I think he's a lot, uh, like, I'm not going to say lock for the top 20, but I really, really love him for the top 20. So I'm going to take him at 50-1 to one to win and a top 20 bet. I like that one a lot. And there's another guy that I love this week, Joaquin Neiman. I was talking to our boy Feinberg about it. He When he tweeted out, I go, I have three or six guys, and we didn't even talk to each other. Neiman, we both agree on, Gabe. Very, very solid young player. He'll do great at this type of course. I can't believe. I would have made him about 35 to 1. He's 65 to 1 on FanDuel. It's an exceptional price. I like him for the win in the top 20 as well. Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. You haven't, haven't, haven't talked uh, about uh, him in a little while. What, what He's a good about player. my boy, Sepp Straka? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sepp Straka. He's the Austrian. Hello, everybody. I'm Sepp Straka. <laughs> it's like when I interviewed, who was that guy that I interviewed? Uh, Alex Chaka at the Canadian Open. I go, hey, Alex. I, I looked at his golf clubs game, and they literally looked like they were bought from like a secondhand store. He goes, I do not need forged I do not need forged clubs. These are fine. I'm like, you're a tour pro. Like the guy's like, got, like, have, like the best equipment. He's hilarious. So Seb Strack is actually not a bad golfer, but you know what he is, Gabe? He's a Thursday, Friday warrior. Like you'll see Seb Strack up there, and then by the weekend he'll disappear. That's that's his act. He plays well early and fades late. Yeah. So looking at the uh, so as I talked about, yeah, Webson. My picks are going to be. I'm going to play Webb Simpson. I like that. You know, top 10 is plus 110. Top 20 is minus 145. It's still pretty good exactly. value at minus 145. And a little bit more of a cushion 
I can live Correct. with doing both. I'll play him at minus one forty five top twenty. And I'll play a little bit on Web to win the tournament. Like Cam, he might he'll probably win this thing too. Like would a shock if he won I, ten to one? I know it's only he, ten to one, but yeah, I I'm not going to bet him at ten to one. Yeah, he will be there. That's why I'm going to take him in top ten and top twenty. Just don't like his odds at ten to one. But he's, I like speed. I'm liking yeah. that speed top twenty at plus two hundred. Harris English top twenty. Game time is in the continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Cam, so we got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here before we transition in to in-game live. Still scoreless uh, right now. Under nine minutes remaining in the second period of play, the Arizona Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche have failed to put a puck in the net. Uh, Raptors off to a bad start uh, here. Our pick, uh, Raptors are down 16-8, no panic uh, there. 16-8, they're five minutes in to that uh, basketball uh, game. So uh, we, we played the, the Toronto Blue Jays team total. Not a great start for the Jays, but they haven't batted yet. But if you took the Jays, a little, little, little bit of a problem. Nate Pearson getting hit for the first time again. Yeah, yeah. Miami got to Pearson. The good news is the Jays haven't uh, met Yamamoto yet. It's 3 nothing for the Marlins. Maybe it'll be 3-1 to one or 3-2 at the end of the inning game. I still think we're going to get that over 4.5. I like it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in a panic as far as the run total is concerned. Early. Marlins are up 3 nothing. If you like the Blue Jays to come back, guys, it's minus 205 uh, right now. The in-game total is 11. So what, what are you doing with these um, 7 o'clock Eastern games, 705 Eastern uh, games? You got burnt yesterday trying to pick on the Yankees, uh, Cam. So, yeah, you, yeah. I'm not touching. I'm not touching. I'm going to pass. Probably, probably. Uh, I don't know. Tanaka's laying 70 cents. I, I want I no want to go back and rob the bank again with the Orioles. But, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's plus 154 is not enough for me. Uh, Wade LeBlanc versus Eflin, it's actually, that line should be about a buck 50, not 78. No one respects the Orioles and they can beat, they can beat Eflin. Uh, here's what I'm going to do with baseball and we're going to, I'm going to play a dog tonight. It's probably going to be a very contrarian pick. I like the Boston Red Sox, a plus 138 against Tampa. I'm going to pick on Snell tonight uh, and I'm going to go with Zach Godley in Boston. I, I, that's my dog tonight, Gabe. I also like the Mariners as a dog at plus 116 against the Texas Rangers looking at the Padres against the Dodgers, too. But that's what I'm playing in baseball. Philadelphia in hockey and Vancouver as a pooch tonight in game one versus St. Louis. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, I like the uh, I like the under in the Montreal Canadiens in the Philadelphia Flyers game. We're going to go under the five and a half uh, there. Said so we'll have some more baseball picks uh, in-game live coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 